I do want to remind you that starting tomorrow night, we will have our, uh, we'll start, be starting our revival, amen, and Rob Wisdom and his family, his wife, will be in, coming in town, and amen, we're going to be spending the next couple of nights worshiping the Lord, praise the Lord, getting strengthened, getting revived, getting, amen, refocused, and so you want to come be a part of that, invite somebody, bring somebody, amen, they're an awesome awesome couple awesome family amen powerful man and woman of god she she plays the keyboard and she sings and he preaches amen and he worships so you want to come be a part of that but let's go ahead and go into our scripture this morning in chapter three of acts starting in verse one All right. If you need to, you can follow along on the screen. And where the Lord reads. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. And when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, Look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene walk. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. And with a leap, he stood upright and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Who said you can't jump in church? And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they were taking note of him as being the one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. Father, I just pray, God, that you help me to communicate what you have this morning, Lord. Help me, God, to be a vessel that's used, Lord, for your honor and your glory. Lord, I thank you for every man and woman in here today. I just thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in their lives. I thank you for their calling. I thank you, Father God, for their willingness to be used by you. Lord, we... In ask you to have your way today as we look at your word illuminate your word this morning god empower me to communicate god clearly what you have you are so worthy jesus father we thank you we praise you we honor and we glorify you god have your way my king 
Have your way, King Jesus. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, if you would, give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Praise the Lord. My topic this morning is taker or giver, which one are you? Taker or giver, which one are you? And I want to start out in the book of Acts in chapter 3. And I want us to kind of take a look at John, amen, and Peter here for just a moment. But before I do, if you'll turn with me over into the book of 2 Timothy, because I want to share something with you and warn you of a spirit that will try to infiltrate the world, and not only the world, but the church, if you're not careful. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so we're talking about taker or giver, which one of you? And you know, when we look at it, each and every one of us, obviously, uh, at some points in our life, in some situations, we can find ourselves, amen, being givers, but we can also find ourselves being takers. You know, and if you're in a season of your life where you just really don't have much to give, amen, and this is a season where you are the, on the receiving end. I, I'm not preaching this to condemn you today. But there comes a point in our lives, amen, where we have to be on the giving end of this scenario. Can I get an amen? amen. You know, we know that the Bible tells us that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. It's more blessed to give than it is to take. And ultimately, each and every one of us, our goal in Christianity and our goal in the kingdom of God is that we should be working towards being one that is giving more so than taking. You know, even when we look at it in regards to a relationship, let's just say a marriage, amen, a marriage is about giving, amen, especially for us men, right? The Bible says, amen, that we're called to love our wives like Christ loved the church and to lay our lives down for them. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, if you want to have a successful relationship or a successful marriage, you've got to begin to be one that's going to be a giver more than a taker. Can I get an amen? amen. And I'm going to tell you through that, you're going to be blessed. Through that, you're going to find fulfillment. Through that, you're going to find satisfaction. And through that, amen, you're going to find, amen, life. You know, when we look at it in regards to what uh, Jesus was saying, amen, he was saying when he was talking to those that would be his disciples, he was sharing with them and telling them, if you want to be my disciples, Amen. Well, that's good, but you've got to lose your life in order to gain it. Amen. You've got to give your life in order to gain it. Can I get an amen? amen. And so I want to look at that a little bit, but let's go over here to 2 Timothy for just a moment. In chapter 3, if you would, starting in verse 1. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, he says, and the word of the Lord reads, Amen. but realize this, 
that in the last days, difficult times will come. Amen? In other words, it's going to be difficult to be a Christian. Are y'all with me today? For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Amen. That's what it says in the last days that it's going to be difficult to be a Christian. Now, I want to share something with you because one thing that we're kind of beginning to realize in society, even in this day, amen, is that we are in a society and in a culture that is a, a very self-centered culture. A very self-centered culture. Amen. And I want to share with you real quick uh, three different types of people, amen, or three different uh, things that you could look at. Number one, you have those that are individualism. Individualism means this. It means that others don't matter. Then you have secularism, amen. We know what secular means, amen, amen. Some of you listen to secular music, praise the Lord. Amen, that means worldly. Okay, and uh, secular, amen, means that God doesn't matter. That's what secularism means. So you have some, amen, that think others don't matter. You have some with the mindset that God doesn't matter. And then you have narcissism, and that is, all that matters is me. Somebody say, not me, Lord. Not me, Lord. Now, I want to share with you real quick the effects of a self-centered culture, because there's some effects that can happen concerning self-centered culture. Number one, amen, is disintegrating uh, families. Number two is superficial relationships. And number three is frustration and despair. In other words, when we're focused on a self-centered culture, amen, we begin to have disintegrating families. We begin to have superficial relationships. And what then begins to create frustration and despair. Somebody say God is good. Now, the good news is, is that we have a solution. Somebody say a solution. We have a solution. Now, I'm going to jump back over real quick into my original text. And I want to look at uh, John and Peter for a moment. And, and when we're talking about takers or givers, one thing that we'll begin to see right here is you're going to begin to see John and Peter, amen, begin to operate as givers. Can I get an amen? In Acts chapter 3 and verse 1, if you'll turn there with me real quick, he says, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple 
at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. Amen. Now, it was a custom in the Jewish society, amen, to go to the temple at 3 p.m. every day in order to pray. This was just their custom. Amen. They were going to go pray at 3 p.m. every day. And Peter and John, amen, they were there where they should have been. Okay. They were doing what they should have been doing. Now, how many of y'all know if we're Christians, we should be praying? Amen. See, it's important that we recognize that because Peter and John were doing what they should have been doing. And as a result, they were in a position, amen, in order to be able to give what they needed to give. See, you can't give something that you don't have to give. Now, we need to look at this because realistically, amen, each and every one of us should desire to be a giver in the kingdom of God and a giver in our life. We should all be desiring to add to, not take away. Can I get an amen? Now, this can be effective based on where we're at in our walk, where we're at in our lives, and where we're at in our mindset. If we have a self-centered mindset, amen, most likely we're not going to be able to give. And if we're not in a condition spiritually, how many of y'all know we can't give? Somebody say God is good. good. It says, now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour of prayer in verse 2, and a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. And when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. Amen. But Peter, along with John... Amen, fixed his gaze on him and said, look at us. And as he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them, Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, I will give to you. Amen. Somebody say, God is good. You know, as we look right here in verse 2 and 3, if you'll put verse 2 back up there on the board real quick. Amen. When we look at John and Peter... Number one, they were on their way to prayer. They were doing what they needed to do. They were focused on the things of God, amen, not focused on self. Hello, they were going to pray, so they were in the right place, amen, at the right time. Can I get an amen? amen. And secondly, we begin to realize, amen, that they had a love for people. Amen. See, God uses people who care about people. Peter and John were headed to church. Amen. And they stopped outside the church house. Amen. And they began to look and they saw this man. Amen. That had a need. 
See, God, we need to begin to love what God loves and we begin to hate what God hates. How many of y'all know God loves the sinner? He hates the sin. Can I get an amen? amen? He loves the sinner to the point that where he would die for them. He died for the whole world. Amen. Even those that would reject him and never accept him. Amen. He loved, amen, the sinner, but he hated the sin. And so here we see God loves people. And if you want God to use you, how many know you've got to love people too? Amen. You know, some people, amen, they love people as a whole, but they don't love people individually, amen? amen. In other words, they say, it's people I can't stand, amen, but I love mankind, See, a lot of us have that kind of mentality, amen? But God uses people who care about people. And the reason is, is that he loves people, and he loves people, amen, more than he loves anything else, amen? Jesus didn't die for those things. Jesus died for people. Can I get an amen? amen. So if you're going to begin to shift over from a giver, amen, from a taker to a giver, you're going to have to begin to care about other people. You're going to have to get out of this self-centered mentality. You're going to have to get out of this individualism, amen. You're going to have to get, in, get out of this secularism, and you're going to have to get out of this narcissism. Hello, somebody. Somebody say, God is good. In verse 4, and Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, look on us. Amen. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment because you might say, well, did Peter and John have needs of their own? Absolutely, they had needs. Amen. Absolutely, they had needs. Givers don't have fewer needs, hello, somebody, than others. They just decided that it's more blessed to give than to receive. They decided that it's more blessed to give than to receive. Givers don't concentrate on themselves. They concentrate on others. Now, when you first come to Christianity, amen, I understand that you're concentrated on yourself. But there comes a point, amen, where you've got to begin to mature and you've got to begin to grow and you've got to get to where you're not just completely inwardly focused, but you're focused on how you can be a blessing to others. Even in the midst of your own needs. Even in the midst of what you need. And the Bible says, amen, that if you will water others, God will, you will be watered. In other words, as you begin to pour out, God will begin to pour into you. As you begin to give, amen, guess what? God's going to begin to give back. As you begin to lay down your life, as you begin to sacrifice, as you begin to be inconvenienced, as you begin, amen, to give, amen, then you're going to get your life back. Somebody say, God is good. Yeah, the Lord is real good, amen. I'm going to give you some solutions here in just a moment, amen. You know, Peter and John, they could have said a lot of things, amen. They could have said, you know what, we're not going to church to serve, but we're going to be served. 
tell me this. Do you go to church to serve or to be served? When it comes to the kingdom of God, is it, amen, is it about what you can receive or is it, is it about what you can get or is it about what you can give? Do you see yourself as one that is giving or do you see as one that's just taking? I'm going to tell you this. If you are one that likes uh, to gossip and you're one that likes to sow discord, you're a taker, not a giver. Because you're taking away from what God is doing. You're hurting the gospel. Are y'all with me today? Now, nobody wants to hurt the gospel. Do they? Nobody wants to create problems and division in the church. Hello, because they can't keep their mouth shut. Some people thrive on that stuff. They live on it. It's like dope to them. I got to get my dope today. I got to get my fix, man. You need to repent. And you need to get delivered. Are y'all with me today? Amen. God is good, amen? I don't know who that's for, amen? There you go. God is good, amen? You know, as you look at verse 6, will you put verse 6 up there for just a moment? You know, one thing about givers, saints, because you say, Pastor, I don't have a whole lot to give. Amen. I don't have a whole lot to give. Let's look, let's look at this scripture real quick. Because one thing about givers, givers give what they have. Amen. You remember the lady that, amen, just gave of her whole savings, just one shekel, one coin? But let's look right here. He's, amen. Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. Now, if you look at this, what, what they were giving is much greater than any money that they could have gave him. Are y'all with me today? I want you to know today what you have to give as a Christian is greater than anything that this world could give. See, givers, they give what they have, amen. And you have the greatest gift of the whole world, amen. And that's the gift of salvation, amen. That's the gift, amen, of deliverance. That's the gift of healing. That's the gift of life and life abundantly. And you have that to give. But you can't give something that you don't have. And if you're playing around in sin, you ain't got nothing to give. Somebody say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. God is good, amen. God is good. Praise the Lord. Now, real quick, 
when it comes to selfishness and when it comes to self-centeredness, I want you to know self-centeredness is something that never satisfies. Okay? I want you to know there's more to life than just you. Okay? And if you make you the center, if you make yourself a little God, amen, pretty soon what you're going to find out is that your life is meaningless. I'm trying to help somebody out here. Because this is a spirit that is trying to penetrate, amen? That's what he says. He says, in the last days, amen, men will be lovers of self. Amen. Some of us need to not be delivered from just gossip or not delivered from backbiting or not delivered from showing discord, but we need to be delivered from self. Amen. Because some of us are walking around with a meaningless life because it's focused on self. Amen. Now, I'm going to give you the solution in just a moment, okay? Number one, you need to build relationships, okay? In other words, you need to cultivate some friendships. Because realistically, you and I, we need uh, other people to give us balance Amen. So that we're not so self-centered, focused. Do you notice sometimes if you are just uh, focused on yourself, all of a sudden all your problems are real big. Amen. Somebody say God is good. But when it comes to caring about somebody else, it's the fastest way to get your focus off of yourself. Amen. So you got to build some relationships. Amen. You've got to build some relationships. And that's why it's so important to fellowship as a church. Because a church is a family. Amen. Where you have relationships. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so one of the purposes of church is to build relationships so that you're not selfish. You know, even marriage, amen, is good because it will break you of selfishness. You start out real selfish, men. And then about, you know, three or four years later, you get set free. Because you get tired of the results that you get. Are y'all with me today? You know? One of our pastors always said, Pastor Gerald, a marriage makes you whole, holy, not whole. It'll make you holy. Are y'all with me today? All right. God is good, Amen. So, number one, we need to develop relationships, amen. We need to have friendships. We need to surround ourselves with people, amen, that we can invest in, that we can share with, that we can do these things. Number two, amen, we need to give ourselves 
away. We used to have a song that we sang that was, it said, give myself away. In other words, you need to give yourself away through some kind of service. Amen. You know, this is going to be healthy for you spiritually. This is going to be healthy for you emotionally. Amen. Everybody needs some form of service. Amen. On a consistent basis. Amen. It's going to keep you healthy spiritually. It's going to keep you healthy mentally. It's going to keep you healthy. Amen. And from self-centeredness. Are y'all with me today? See, one thing about it when it comes to giving, you know, giving, amen, is the cure for covetousness. Are you with me today? If you want to be set free from coveting, then you need to give. You need to give. Amen. We need to be those that are giving, amen, and giving of ourselves and giving what we have. Amen. We need to be ones that are givers, not takers. Hello, somebody. Amen. And it's okay to receive. Amen. It's okay. Hello, somebody. It's okay to get some help, but there comes a point when we say, you know what? Enough is enough. Amen. I'm going to be a plus and not a minus. I'm going to add to, not take away. I'm going to be a blessing, amen, not a burden. It's called maturity. I'm going to give instead of take. You know, when we come to the house of God, we should come to the house of God with the desire, what can we give to God? What can we add to Amen. How can we further the kingdom? How can we be a blessing? Not what can I get? Are y'all with me today? All right. And we've got to practice a little bit of self-denial. Amen. We got to deny self. You know, that's not a popular word, is it? Most people don't want to hear a message on self-denial. But it's in the Bible. Amen. It's in the Bible. You know, Philippians 2 and 4 says this. Look out for each other's interests, not just your own. Amen. Look out for other people's interests. Amen. God is good. Amen. The worship team, if you'll come forward, I want to share with you real quick as I get ready to close. Amen. I want to share with you, first of all, what a few things of what it means to deny yourself. And then I want to share with you a quick story and then we'll wrap it up. Amen. Amen. Denying yourself means this. Amen. When you can watch your peers and those close to you prosper and succeed without feeling jealous. Amen. But rather rejoice in their success. Then you've denied yourself. When you can see other people attain goals that you failed to reach and you see others receive rewards and recognition that you'd like to have, hello somebody, without being envious, that's denying yourself. When you see other people's needs being met with abundance, hello, 
while your needs are far greater and you don't question God or fail to be grateful for what you do have, that's denying yourself. When you share your faith, amen, at work or at school, knowing that you may be insulted or put down, that's denying yourself. Amen. When you don't seek praise, amen, or compliments or approval from others, and when you can live without constantly being recognized or applauded, that's, amen, denying yourself. And when you draw out the other person in conversation rather than telling your stories and opinions, that's denying yourself. I'm going to share with you real quick a story, and then I'm going to close, amen? Somebody say, God is good. You know, they had this thing on Facebook, the sayings of your pastor, amen. Well, today it's God is good, amen. God is good, amen. All right, so I'm going to close with this story, amen. There was a couple of hikers real quick, okay, that were coming down the mountains in the Himalayas, and they found a body lying in the snow. We're talking about givers and takers for a moment. And one of the men wanted to stop and help the man, but his companion refused, saying, we're going to die ourselves if we burden ourselves with this guy. Amen. Now here he is, this guy's laying in the snow. Amen. One of them wanted to help. Amen. And the other one said, man, we're going to die if we help this guy. And the first man said, I'm not leaving, amen. So his companion went ahead without him. And the man lifted the frozen guy onto his back and he began to carry him down the mountain, amen. So the one guy went ahead. The other guy stopped and said, I'm not leaving. He picked him up, carried him. And gradually that man's body heat began to revive the one that was carrying him. Amen. And he revived and soon they were both walking together side by side. Amen. And a few hours later, they caught up with this, his former companion and they found him dead, frozen in the snow. Amen. And when you look at that, what a parable of life. Amen. The one who tried to save his own life lost it. And the one who gave his life, who was willing to lose his life for another, saved it. Well, I'm here to tell you today, saints, that's what it means to follow Christ. And that's what you'll receive if you're a giver. Amen. The one died in the snow. The other one gained his life and his brothers. Come on, stand to your feet. Amen. You know, I want to share with you as we close a quote. John F. Kennedy, he said this in his inaugural address. Amen. He says, ask not what you can do for your country, not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Ask not what the kingdom can do for you, but ask what you can do for the kingdom. Amen. 
Let's pray. Father, we thank you today, Lord. Develop us, God, into givers. Lord, let us be those that give what we do have, God. Father, we have a lot to give. We have hope. We have healing. We have salvation. Father, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you can use our lives to be a blessing to others, to carry our own weight, to pull, amen, our own. Father, I thank you, Jesus, today, God, that you're releasing, amen, in us, God, a spirit of giving, a heart of giving, of helping, of laying down our lives, of being inconvenienced so that others, God, can live. Father, I thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, come on, let's worship the King.